This episode of 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim, and I've been watching this show since, uh, since, uh, sorry, all the boxes in my brain. They're just going crazy at the same time. I need to decorate my boxes. I'm Kyle, and Kim, your feminine energy... It feels like it should be leading you back to the kitchen. It, it is. I mean, I just I, I just can't think logically, you know? I, I mean, I wish I could go fishing, but that's for men only. No. No. <laughs> no. I wish I could hate Big Ed more, but I was so distracted by this seminar that Ash was giving that it just erased all the hate because there's no room in my empty boxes for it. I think it might be my favorite scene of all time in 90 Day History. <laughs> Do I'm serious. Think, does it top Jesse at the old folks home? Yes, it does it because does, it's right? longer and it's more cringy. The thing about the old folks home is that people were just more confused <laughs> about why this fucking guy was there. With this, this is amazing because they fight back with intelligent reasoning and he just shuts down. He can't deal with it. It's so great. And... All of the surrounding stuff uh, that led up to this seminar, which we are going to go deep into, is so yeah. fucking funny. It's amazing. It's so great. And, you know, Jesse would have just kept going because he doesn't care what anybody thinks. Ash kind of lost his shit a little, but Jesse would, would have just gone on the track. He doesn't care who's with him, who's against him. These yeah. women, which we'll talk about, were they or were they not like paid to be there? We don't know. <laughs> but they were not giving him any any second chances. They were savage. I loved it so much. I I completely agree. I think Jesse would have powered through. Yep. And would have bullshitted his way through it and People would have thought that was a complete waste of time, but they wouldn't they wouldn't have been like expressly angry leaving. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah. I think this was better than the Ed getting a shower at Rose's house, too, because it was so much longer. Like you said, it was like in two parts. Like I actually watched commercials because I couldn't wait Me to too. see what happened. I know. <laughs> I, I can't. I've never I haven't done that for, I think, a year, Kim. It was great. It was so great. Also, biggest news this year in 90 Day History, Kyle. Darcy has nipples. <laughs> Darcy has nipples. We saw him blurred out. We More think, he ever think of the nips. <laughs> um, overall thoughts, other than what uh, we just said. I This episode was great for me. I loved it. I can't believe it was three hours and... I'm kind of not going to complain about it because it was actually good. I I don't know what to say. Everyone, people were sending me DMs. Kyle, it's three hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I literally got to about an hour and 45 minutes before I realized it was three hours long. And I wasn't even that mad. I was a little bit mad, but I wasn't like that yeah. mad. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I was mad because I had to watch commercials, but it was okay. I'm only um, mad because it was three hours because of David and Yolanda. If they cut that out, would have been happy. Just Yolanda, even. Like, it, we'll get into it, but it's just, actually, we won't get into it. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing but, to get into. No. 
Uh, dumbest storyline ever. David, I hope, is over. But as we see from the preview for next week, it's not over somehow. He's going to um, get even more creepy. Oh, my gosh. It's eh, whatever. Um, Tom pulls a David, though. David number two. <laughs> and I don't know what's left in that regard either. But hopefully Tom and Darcy are done for the season. So we can focus on uh, just Ashley and Avery, Stephanie, Erica, and Big Ed and Rose just really bringing it. Um, Usman and Lisa, too. But not not so much this um, episode was a little less, I'd say. And go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, Usman was a little bit concerning, but yeah. I hate Lisa so much. I kind of <laughs> don't even care. <laughs> and, you know, in the spirit of this episode, having been three hours, we have just a touch of evidence that's extremely relevant to the Ash story. And then we're just going to launch into the episode because there's just so much to unpack here. So um, what's the evidence, Kyle, with uh, Ash and his, his uh, little seminar there? Oh, there's so much. So, <laughs> guys, the first thing you need to understand about this seminar is that, and we'll go deep into the conspiracy theories about how this seminar came about, but for evidence, I'm just going to hit you with some facts. Number one, Ash <laughs> completely ripped off a stand-up comedy sketch from a, a years ago, maybe even 15 years ago. I'm not sure. Um, and in the stand-up comedy sketch... Who's, what's a comedian's name? I didn't even recognize this person. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. I will look for okay. it while I'm explaining because I, I posted it earlier this morning. This stand-up comedy sketch, word for word in a lot of places mimics what Ash was saying on stage and including the fishing joke, the uh, empty box uh, thing, the entire concept, women are all interconnected and they think about multiple things at the same time and women, women's be having's emotions, etc. All of it completely ripped from a stand-up comedy sketch. So, except it was in the context of a comedy sketch. But it was supposed sketch. to be funny. Yes, it was supposed to be funny, and people in the audience were laughing because it was crafted in such a way as to not be presented as fucking fact. <laughs> if you, it's pretty funny. It is a five-minute segment that I watched. I literally couldn't believe just the order of the content and everything. Yes. He just ripped it off. So here is what you want to Google if you want to see this. The YouTube video is titled Men's Brains and Women's Brains with Mark Gungor. I don't know how to spell, I don't know how to pronounce that, but you, it's spelled G-U-N-G-O-R. Men's Mark Brains Gungor. and Women's Brains. Also, and, Ash has some similar interesting blog posts from 2018. Right. So we're going to get into why he thought it was okay to use this cam <laughs> comedy sketch as fact, but maybe you'll start to get what my opinion is when you start to look at what this guy has been saying online for years. And Kim, I just can't believe that we didn't dive into his social media earlier. I can't either because it just seemed like such boring coaching bullshit. Do you know what I mean? That I was yeah. like, Ugh, now, to I don't, be fair to I don't us, need another Jesse. 
Yeah, to be fair to us, the guy has hundreds of Instagram posts, and he posts multiple times a day. And I I wanted to find this post because Starcasm uh, posted this the entire text, and I wanted to find the source material because I figured there'd be more horrifying shit around it, and there was. But it turns out this post that I'm about to give you the gist of was his second post ever on Instagram. So if you go to Ash's Instagram, you don't have to hunt like I was for 45 minutes looking for this. Just scroll all the way to the beginning. It'll take you a while because he posts psychobabble almost every day. But here is one of his first <laughs> blog posts on Instagram. And I say it's a blog post because it's just it's kind of a wall of text. So I might skip some stuff. But Here's here's the content that you're looking for here that may corroborate that, yes, Ash really does believe this kind of shit. You ready, Kim? I, I'm so excited. I'm sitting here beaming with a smile, like, on the edge of my seat. I kind of want to read it in John Walter's voice. Uh, <laughs> women. I have nothing. I can't explain this phenomenon. It's a mystery. <laughs> I'm sure I have your attention now. Women are no wonder amazing. Their smile, their eyes, the way they walk never goes unnoticed to the opposite sex. However, even with all the above qualities, we men will reach a point in our relationship where we will entertain the following thought. Why are women so difficult to live with sometimes? Same goes the other way. But for now, let's dive in the psychology and biology of the female brain. Females. Women are like the weather. <laughs> Let me make sure I'm still in one piece. I'm still alive. Okay, let's keep going. Women can't easily control their emotions. Sometimes they're like the sun, bright, positive, attractive, happy and lovable, and at other times they are wild as a tornado, grumpy, irritated, upset, and ready to cause havoc. Kim, you look irritated. Do you need a Snickers? <laughs> I just I'm just making sure I'm in one piece. <laughs> yep, sweet. I have a garlic necklace. I came well prepared. <laughs> You may be wondering, well, that's all great, but how will this help men understand women? I hear you. So, to get a grasp of what is needed, let's run through the following scenario. Scenario. No food in the pantry. Woman is hungry. No food equals blood sugar level drops. Woman's ability to think is drastically reduced. Thoughts are foggy. Sounds like Woman, a situation in Sasha's hey, house. No, no. <laughs> Have a sandwich that you made. <laughs> <laughs> no cereal, huh? No. <clears throat> Resuming. <clears throat> Woman gets all irritated and irrational. All irritated. No fuel available. To produce serotonin in brain. Mode. Mortal Kombat. The end of men. <laughs> what? This doesn't happen to guys? I'm result, so confused. Result. Boom. Men, you are toast. Literally. 
Well, not really. Once you understand the biology behind all this and what they expect from their men, hashtag relationship goals. So that's part one, Kim. Oh, I can't wait to not read part two. Oh, God, I could go on. and I could keep reading this shit forever. It's so great to me. I, it is, it's bonkers. I mean, but, okay. Anyway, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I just, I really don't know what else to say. Except for this, I mean, and this is the big, like, the big theme that we have to kind of think about and discuss is Avery must have read this content right like if you're dating somebody especially internationally that you haven't met you're gonna internet search the shit out of them and if they have a blog you're gonna read it so her acting all surprised in this episode which we'll talk about it's just a little unbelievable after having seen all of this online i completely understand where you're coming from i i don't think i think the opposite um first of all because i'm a man and my male energy (laughs) is leading me toward logic Something yes, that you are incapable of. I don't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, my opinion is that I agree with you overall. That is very suspect. However, after fucking uh, wasting 45 minutes of my life furiously scrolling through his Instagram to try to find this, I kind of believe the possibility that she may not have seen this type of shit because I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of posts of total psychobabble bullshit and quotes from random mindfulness types and pictures of his abs. And I feel like if you're scrolling through it, even if you're dating someone for a long time, you're scrolling through it and you're like, I've seen that quote in 17 different ways on his Instagram and I'm going to keep going and this is boring and now I'm bored now and I have a child and this is a waste of my life. And so the, just the fact that that garbage that I just read was at the very beginning, I kind of believe that she may not have seen how bad it really was. That's probably true. I mean, yeah, you are probably looking more at the pictures too, you know, it's like flipping through a trash mag. Yeah, but there is stuff smattered in and out. I mean, I just started randomly clicking on stuff, and most of it's complete just nonsense that's pretty non-threatening. But there were a couple videos that were amazing. In one of them, he said that, you know, basically men will fuck anything. And uh, <laughs> when he's, I, I will quote, literally quote, women don't spread their legs until you have their heart, men. It's a real classy well, way to... There's going to be a lot of empty boxes and ashes future. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Avery renamed her vagina Empty Box. Yes, she did. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get back to Avery and Ash again, but for now, for let's launch into the episode, and I want to start with Ed and Rose. Got to take a little break from Ash because it's it's the best part, and we got to savor it over the entire podcast. See, Say bye to daddy! why does ed think he's such a goddamn hero like i planned this day for us oh my god i slaved away like 
finding this boat to take us to this magical monkey island where nobody would ever find because there weren't a thousand other boats going to the same exact spot. And then I planned the most amazing night for Rose. Oh my God. I just called the hotel concierge and they basically set up (laughs) a table for dinner. They set up a table by the pool with (laughs) random white people swimming. There's random hairy chested dudes swimming five feet from you. The romance is killing me. Why does he? And then he, we'll get to it. I just, let's, you're right. Let's start. Well, sorry. Just one more high level thought too. The first is that Palawan is an incredible destination that I've always wanted to go to. And I am furious that Big Ed made it there before me. Furious. Is this the the same place that Tariq took the haze? Great question. The I feel like they resort, would have mentioned Palawan. The, I don't, the beach I don't resort so. itself looked very similar to me. They didn't go to the same kind of atoll like zone with the shallow water, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's big a pretty, likes monkeys. It's a fairly large island. It's not a tiny, tiny island, so it's possible they were maybe on a different part of it or something. But it, it did look similar with the water and everything. Um, Ed is. How many how many more excuses is he going to make not to marry Rose? It was like, you don't shave your legs. Your breath smells. You won't take this STD test. Oh, you, you had have sex AIDS. before you met me. You took money out of my wallet. I'm your meal ticket. Your sister asked me for money. Oh, and now he's settling on the kids thing. But like literally there's been like seven excuses. I think I just counted. Why can't he just admit that he's here to bang? I know. It's, and, it's and so just, obvious. Yeah. I, also, I just, I don't understand what is his holdup about it. I, he must be thinking, well, I can't admit that I'm a sex tourist, but he's shown nothing positive this entire season. So you might as well just go for it and be honest with yourself and the audience. And man, just, it, it's, it's starting to get tiresome. You know, the the litany of excuses why he can't commit to a real relationship. The real reason is he just wants to bang it out. Yeah, that's all he wants. And it's it's actually, it is fascinating to me that Ed is a phenomenon. Like, he's Instagram live chatting with the Jersey Shore cast. He has yeah. fans. Like, there are people saying, like, nice things to it's blowing my mind. I don't understand who these people are. All I, I, I just feel contempt yeah. and disgust every time I see him. I agree. I, I wonder if other reality stars outside of 90 Day just kind of look at Ed as he's got to be a producer-driven caricature. And I'm a caricature. <laughs> Therefore, I'm okay interacting with him as a peer, maybe. Or they don't watch the show. That's also a distinct right. possibility. Like or I bet Ed's memes. not watching Jersey Shore. He just they've seen memes of yeah. Mayo hair and Ed getting out of bed. <laughs> yeah, like the self-deprecating stuff. You're probably right. Well, hashtag Kyle always right. Sometimes uh, she's never been on a plane. And yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it, this was a little endearing. For it Rose. looked like they were kind of into each other on the plane. It did, except I hate like the white savior complex that Ed has where he's like, you know, it's going to be clouds. a small plane. He's like asking the 
like plain person. He's like, can you make sure she's got a window seat? I'm like, if she doesn't have a window seat, then you have a window seat, you asshole. And you just freaking change your seats. Like I was, this is how you put on your seatbelt. She just, I, I, yeah, I was a little annoyed, but I was happy for Rose, you know, cause Rose seemed genuinely like overjoyed about this. And I was yeah. like, mm. um, the room, the, the fact that they're in Palo on though is, is incredible. I mean, this is an incredible part of the world. It's gorgeous. Um, the gifts though, let's talk about the gifts. <laughs> First off this, this scene started out where I was like a little bit. Okay. I was a little bit comforted by the fact that he mentioned specifically that he says, Rose and I have only made love once. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. So the, the champagne no, I, night was the only totally. night so far. No, I just assumed that they woke up after a long night of horrors. Yes. Yeah. But apparently, like, how did she get, like, him away from her? I think that that travel experience might have been a little bit exhausting for both of them. And that they just passed out. That's that's my That's the fantasy I choose to live in. <laughs> I'm here for it. Then he gives her a litany of disgusting gifts. The first is a bathing suit, which he has to explain to her, this is for the bottom and this is for the top. As if Rose doesn't understand what a fucking bra is. Oops, I put the top on my butt cheeks. I put, this, I put this underwear on my head. I thought it was a scarf. Like, what? What? Then he gives her lingerie. He's like, this is definitely, you mean, we have you mean great Teddy? chemistry. And now I'm going to give her a piece of laundry that has the same name as my dog. And I'm going to let her know it's called the same thing as my dog. I was like, no, because that's hot. No, that's really hot. Rose is so creeped out by this. Her reaction says everything. She's like, I do not want to wear this. I don't know how to wear this. I don't want to wear this. And Ed just doesn't seem to care. I it's, he so doesn't dumb. seem to care because he does a, a famous Ed transition, doesn't he? Ed doesn't know. Ed, you need to teach Ed about the sandwich, Kim. <laughs> Ed you has some positive, empty boxes in his brain, that's for yeah, sure. Positive, negative, and then you end with something positive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My my bad news burger. Yeah. Yes. I so, call it the sandwich. He, he should. Yeah. Okay. Here He should have led with the bathing suit. Bathing suit. Because that's. Good. You know, it's 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 neutral. It's fine. Exp- yeah. Mansplaining a bathing suit's a little bit strange, but <laughs> give her the bathing suit. Mansplaining a woman's bathing suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Then and you then, give her the toothbrush and the all yeah. that stuff, and maybe even the teddy. And then you have to finish off with some flowers or chocolate, though. Like I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that teddy is not. That's not bad news burger. That's like bad news flatbread you know like we need two sides a focaccia bad news bad news focaccia it's not gonna work with a shit topping yeah um the the toothbrush is this like in what world does this man live in that it is appropriate to give a child's toothbrush (laughs) mouthwash and toothpaste to the woman that you've known for four days and claim to be in love with. Like, okay, in here's what fucking world is this okay? I, no world at all. But I I have a, a slight theory that he bought a travel toothbrush in the airport. That's the only thing I can think. Because if he literally picked a children's toothbrush, I don't even know what to make of that. It's so confusing. 
it is something he would do though. I feel like he's buying her all this cutesy stuff and I don't know. It's very, like with the pajamas and the, yeah. I don't know. It's no, weird. It's true. But like, uh, what qu- did, I, <sighs> we've seen Rose brush. Her. I have seen Rose brush her teeth. Yeah. And her teeth are fine. Like yeah. she doesn't have giant crusties on it. Like I'm more concerned about Corny's boyfriend. Right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm brushing my teeth every day in quarantine, but I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot. But am I at 100% of my dental hygiene peak? No, I'm not. I'll admit it right now. I'm probably not going to brush my teeth tonight. Yeah. But. Yeah. Let's be real here. <laughs> However, if you just look at her teeth and her like ITMs, they're totally fine. Yeah. And we saw her the very first night in the hotel. She goes to brush her teeth. Before she shaves her legs, and then he tells her to go back and shave her legs. So, and, and if you put yourself in Ed's position, he is creepily observing everything she does. Oh my <laughs> so god, he's like he, monitoring her hygiene yeah. regime. Like, so he he has to know that she is brushing. Yeah, yeah. And if she really does have bad, okay let let me ask you. I've never had an you're ulcer, a so woman, because <laughs> you're a female. Wait, wait a minute. I haven't had my Snickers. Uh, okay, oh, I'm taking shit. a bite. Okay, I can function now. My blood sugar's not too low. All right, are are all your different neurons firing simultaneously in a my big mesh? My boxes are connected. They're just going really okay. crazy, but it's okay. All right, try not to get emotional when I ask this. <laughs> okay, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's just put your imagine that you're Ed. Okay, oh, emotionally emotionally kind of oh. put yourself there for a moment. I'm getting emotional. Okay, go ahead. Rose has horrifying rotten fish breath, but you have observed her brushing. How would you have approached this? First of all, just I would assume. Google. Okay, yeah. I would there Google it and be like, "What could be a cause for this?" But. W- if you had an inconclusive result or that or you didn't know how to internet let, let's just let's just assume that you felt like you had to broach the topic somehow well, I wouldn't first do of it all it camera. sounds like you just it sounds like you just wouldn't well i probably would not 4 days in i would yeah. i would i would ask gosh i don't think i would ever feel comfortable asking but i would do it off camera and okay you know, like very in a very like sensitive manner. But I, I'm trying to understand because, yes. What, what, I mean, uh, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that Ed failed miserably here, but I do feel like there is a universe. Forget, forget that you're on television for a second, because we just, I think, have to accept that any uncomfortable conversation. Ed is enough of a media whore that he would he would intentionally seek to do anything controversial on camera because he is big Ed. That's and true. I, and I honestly don't think he gives a shit about Rose other than what she gets him fame-wise. Probably true. So, but if we assume that you're a normal, that you're not even on this show at all, and you feel like this is a fucking problem that I have to address. I go back to kind of what I've said before about similar conversations. And that's that you have to start leading 
with open-ended questions to them. Because the way that Ed went about it, it felt like an accusation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He basically said like, you your breath idiot. smells. Yeah, you idiot Here is poor my person. Solution. You don't know how to brush your teeth. Yeah, you must you not have are, access to a toothbrush. You are a dumb foreigner. Here's a toothbrush, stinky. Yeah. Then Rose tells him she has an ulcer, which is heartbreaking. Like, she's like, it's my. She clearly is like, I know about this. It's I'm self conscious about it. You embarrassed me and you're rude. Um, it's my stomach, not my teeth. I have an ulcer, and he's like, oh well, I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, because you've known her for four freaking days, dude. Like, there's probably a lot more that you don't know. But the best part of the whole episode is when Rose walks away to the bathroom or just away from him and she's like he's like you're i ugly. love you and she's like you're ugly <laughs> that's great it was so funny and he's like i hope that means i love you in tagalog and i'm like it does not it does not nah nah yeah i want to punch the ed <laughs> oh my god the, i want to punch the ed he's embarrassed me he's a rude person if he loved me he would accept me for who i am I'm like, she's saying all the nice, all the right things. And I hate it that Ed puts on this nice guy bullshit again. Like he always does where he's like, he says something that's completely unbelievable and that you cannot come back from. And then he's like, oh, but I care about you. I love you. I care about you. I love you. Shut, just shut up, Ed. Just shut up. I I just, it's so gross. Like the way he tries to play it off. Like he's the nice guy. I don't know. He could have brought, I mean, I, I don't pretend to know the, best way he could have brought it up but if you feel like you have to bring it up there are just so many like hundreds of different ways you could do it right you could you could even say something that even still sounds weird and that's like so like what's what how how's the health system in manila (laughs) you know like uh when you have my awesome fucking american health insurance that i pay four thousand dollars a month for like do you, do you think you like you know i have a great doctor you know like i, I love I, i'll totally get you an appointment and he'll just check everything out and just make sure everything's good to go because my insurance is awesome because i'm an american savior even if you did something that weird it still would have been and maybe she would open up and it would still be better than what he did yeah yep no, the, the extra special surprise for Rose, which was a dinner table by a pool in a resort. like With where shirtless else? guys hanging out. Yeah, like, I just, uh, oh, good job. The hotel did such a good job. I'm like, this is a nice dinner. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> anyway, Rose is expecting Ed to propose, though, which is like I bananas to me. If the hotel would have went all out, wouldn't they have put it on the beach? Yeah, that's what I would think, too. By the pool is third class. (laughs) Sorry, Ed. (laughs) Oh, my God. I disagree, but that's okay. Um, But Ed chooses this romantic moment. That's for the scum, people. (laughs) Ed chooses this moment to ask her about her sister, and like oh, asking so why on. did Maria Yeah. And then tries to table the discussion and say, let's have dinner first. Kyle, I have something really, really serious and mind blowing that I have to talk to you about that's really gonna affect your life. Let's have dinner and then I'll tell you about it. 
No. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the female brain. That's yeah, not yeah. how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kim. I, I mean, I do agree with the overall arcing concept that you should probably eat the goddamn food that is put in front of you. However, wait to to bring up the fact that you're about to drop a horrifying bombshell until after you eat it. So dumb. Anyway, we've got to move on because we're like, we've got so much more to talk about. But So um, we're, are we moving on from Ed and Rose? No, just two okay. quick things. So yeah. then Ed, because the sister can't be the reason that he breaks up with her, he's like, all right, I guess it's because Rose wants babies and I don't want babies. Like, oh right. my he, God, he, you knew this before. Yeah, he downshifts immediately. Because she, this you know. Before. He believes her when she says she wasn't, she didn't know anything about it. Fine. Um, you know, Rose saying that she was mad at Maria seems to convince him above it. And uh. I believe, I believe that Rose didn't know. A lot of people were saying like, because she was like nervously yeah. tapping her leg under the table. I'm like, that could be, she's still nervous being on camera. That could or she's be that pissed off. Ed has done a billion really irritating things to her today, and she's just yeah. on high alert consistently. I don't know. The other just great thing was Ed trying to sit in a hammock. <laughs> Easily top five moment of the episode. He looked. Why was he yelling at his phone when he was talking to that guy? He was yelling so loud into his phone that I feel like Rose heard everything he said. Ed looked like a coconut that just fell from the tree and just like landed in the hammock haphazardly. Like he didn't know <laughs> who doesn't know how to sit in a hammock. It was great. I loved it. Anyway, I, I feel like we've got to move on. I don't know. Ricky, Ricky is the MVP for just saying very clearly and very concisely. She is putting her whole life on the line for you. Give her at least the opportunity to make an informed decision that's yeah. the thing that's so gross about him not telling her this. How this does stuff. Ed have reasonable friends? I don't know. It beyond me. I don't, I don't know. know. I wonder if they're still friends after they seen him on TV. Anyway, uh, let's talk Stephanie and Erica next, and then we'll get to Ash and Avery. Stephanie and Erica. Stephanie, when you're going to a botanic gardens, hot tip, don't wear five-inch heels. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen In on Australia. Television. In Australia. You know it's a freaking desert. People are say there, that are, Erica is a tryhard, but Stephanie in those fucking heels and like yeah. every outfit she ever wears for me, like she's being the, she's the tryhard. I just, that's my opinion. Well, you notice that within three seconds of getting into shark infested waters, her tits are out. <laughs> Come on. They're both, they're both a little bit, but I, I, I do believe what we said last episode that Erica's just being herself. I don't even think this is trying for her. It's just no, Tuesday. I think it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the the botanical garden thing, like you're not in Manhattan, you know. <laughs> if you're going to the New York Botanical Gardens, I, I've never been there. But have you ever been there? No. I, that well, feels maybe, like I don't know. that feels like a kind of fancy experience. I'm sure they have like wine tasting there and fancy people tours where you're walking around. And you oh, can get away sure. with wearing like the, a super like fancy the cocktail dress. Gardens. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're in fucking Port Augusta. (laughs) I have to say, when I was growing up in L.A., um, we went to these botanical gardens in Pasadena all the time. And I 
it, I'm blanking on the name and I'm going to get millions of DMs about it. But my favorite part of the botanical gardens there, it's right next to Caltech, was always the Australia version or the not version, the, the like kind of quadrant. And I just, I loved seeing it. It was, I thought it was beautiful and I, I definitely want to go there. I'm never going to go to Port Augusta. I'll just say it right now. It's just never oh, going to happen. See, I think Port Augusta looks so rad. Everybody we've met yes. seems really cool. I mean, unless and, I move to Australia. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't go there just to... I mean, if I'm going to Australia, I'm not going to Port Augusta. Probably, yeah, I'm most going likely. to... I'm going to Melbourne. You're going to Melbourne. Say it fucking Kansas. right. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to talk <laughs> about that. Okay, so this this makeup though that they have in the gardens is bananas to me because it's so 90 day we've seen these type of makeups way too many times they literally don't resolve any issues stephanie just stephanie does apologize which is crazy because we've never seen her do that um and then you know one thing erica that i'm glad erica brings up and and she says very sternly is like every single thing that you've had an issue with about me you knew before all of it and in fact the entire world knew about it because you guys are all over the internet and it's very clear what everyone's issues are and (laughs) and, i don't think erica is a closed book you know what i mean Not at all. And Stephanie kind of my truths her a little bit. She's like, well, yeah. my truth. And I'm like, I can't. So Shut I don't have up. a whole lot else to say about the Botanic Gardens. But Erica does lay it down a little bit and says, like, you should have told me that my lifestyle bothered you before you came to fucking Australia. But Kim, I followed my heart. Erica- and when I got here, I didn't have enough sandwiches. You know the problem is that there's just too many the ju- you know what? I'm sorry, interconnected guys. boxes just no. going at once because there's two women. No. no. I'm sorry, guys. It's just the joke that's never going to get old to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Erica basically um, says, Stephanie, you personality catfished me, which is what yes. we've been saying all along. And Yes. But, you know, whatever. They're still together and they decide to move on. Then they go do and the coolest. Ste- Stephanie says, basically, I'm perfect online, but not for real. <laughs> <laughs> she basically says, I'm really fake online I'm because really people think I'm one way, but cool. I'm not that way at all. I'm really fucking cool on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> then they go do the coolest activity ever, which is they go throw boomerangs. And I loved Roy, the boomerang carving guy. This guy was... What, I mean, besides going to Cane's, uh, like, what Australian activity haven't they done at this point? You know, I have to say, for being in a part of Australia that isn't, like, well-known or famous for its tourism, Erica's doing some good stuff. She took her to the yeah. Barbie. They, they had a Barbie, uh, even though Stephanie didn't really stay there for but more did than they five have minutes. Shrimp? Did they have shrimp on the Barbie? I don't know. We don't know because all we saw was Stephanie there for three minutes and then left in a huff. But maybe. And then, you know, we saw kangaroos. We get the boomerangs. We get the great whites diving. I mean, they've done like some pretty cool shit. Or (laughs) special friend. Back in my day, we called them lesbians. (laughs) This guy was great. I loved Roy. I loved him. Um, anyway, I love how Roy just is like, 
Stephanie tries to throw the boomerang and he's like, he just says outright, he's like, that's terrible. Fucking terrible. That was fucking terrible, mate. Um, I'm just going to call it though. Next, next episode when we see that like Eric is so nervous to come out to her parents. I feel like her parents are going to be cool as shit about this. Oh yeah. They're going to be like, oh, all right. What a Foster's. Why didn't you tell us before? Here's a Foster's. Let's all play the didgeridoo together. Whom, 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 whom. You want to toss the old boomerang, mate? <laughs> That's what Australians do. They drink fosters, yeah. throw boomerangs, and play a didgeridoo. That's all we need to know about Australian culture. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, I think we have to go to the big guns. I think we got to go to Avery and Ash. What do you think? Whew, okay, here we go. Oof. Ash has zero chance from the beginning against this Alex chick. Like she, Alex is no match for his empty boxes. Like MVP MVP. This was one room of extremely unsatisfied women, seven (laughs) women. And it showed Ash needs to just call this quits and get a job in pharmaceutical sales immediately. He would, he would kill it. So the first thing we need to address is were these paid actresses? And the we don't have anything other. We only have one thing that we can even reference here. And it's an unreliable source, obviously. And that's Avery. Today on her Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Today on her Instagram, Avery was claiming from at least from her perspective that they were not hired. They were not actresses. They At definitely least in didn't this context. Pay. And they did not pay to attend the seminar. This was free. And the logic, according to her, was that, you know, you give a free seminar and then you get, you know, paid one on one clients. Yeah. Yeah. But according to Avery, they were not paid and they were not actors. And they did not have to uh, pay any money to attend. So, but that that's all we got. We don't have any other information i did see someone in passing say that one of the attendees was literally that their profession was actress but i didn't see any proof of that so i don't know and i mean what's an actress like you know like yeah dozens of people side hustle doing actor jobs you're a woman so you're automatically an actress kim right of course i'm emotional your feminine energy i want to talk about melbourne versus melbourne but not really because i just want to talk about this actual seminar (laughs) yeah so first of all ash just had he didn't even have like a sign he had like some bullshit giant sticky note that the hotel provided for him that just said finding mr right and then had his instagram handle yep that's it he had no materials no slides no preparation like, is he just going in cold, like, YOLO, I'm going to wing it? Like, did he prepare at all? Well, obviously he did, he did because he watched that comedy act, and then he he repeated it verbatim, but... Okay, there's so much to, to discuss here. There's so much. <laughs> Where do we start? So, there's... I mean, we can start with tinfoil theories about what the fuck even was this? I just want to take a hot second, because I know Ash is probably getting a ton of shit this week, deservedly. Thank you so much for bringing this entertaining scene, probably uh, yeah. the most entertaining of all time, into our lives because I have never laughed so hard at the show. It I, was I completely so funny. agree. If 
th- there are uh, a dozen different possibilities of what this really was about. And if this was completely fake from the ground up, Ash just decided I'm going to be entertaining on this show and I'm just going to make up some bullshit and fail so hard. I'm going to eat the biggest dick of my life (laughs) on this stage for our entertainment. Then thank you. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second because of this whole, if that was true, I feel like he'd be a little bit more big Ed like and really throw his arms around it. But with this whole social media break that he's doing. Oh yeah. He's t- Ed, Ash is on a social media break, yeah. everybody. So don't I try think and contact that, him. I think that he is genuinely embarrassed and horrified of how he was portrayed in this episode. I do so, too. So let's get into it. I, I have a couple theories. Ooh. Start Spam with call. your, Start with your first theory. My first theory is that Ash, and we said this is tin. So I'll start with the biggest tinfoil. My biggest tinfoil is that Ash is literally a gigolo. Oh, shit. And a good one. I'm like grabbing my popcorn over here. Like, woo. He's literally a gigolo. This whole one-on-one client thing is a means to an end he's never done a seminar before and he got one i believe and he got in over his head here because what he's trying to do with avery is convince her that he's a legitimate business owner that has legitimate marketing and networking arms to it and that he attracts clients with these seminars and I do these all the time and I have a system and he talked himself up into a corner and so he decided to do this seminar to try to convince her that this was a real business but it's not a real business he just fucks (laughs) okay let me tell you why, this is the first I've heard of this tinfoil theory. This is why we don't talk before we do this podcast. <laughs> and I think that imagine that if this were the case and a lot of the women he comes in contact with are perhaps a little bit different in personality than the seven women that were in the room during the seminar who were very strong willed and like no nonsense modern women <laughs> that would that would add up. Okay. Theory two. Oh gosh, I'm scared, but I'm excited. No, Go that ahead. was the most savage one. So we're we're going toward more realism now. Okay. <laughs> Theory two is that I saw someone on Reddit put it this way: that he is an emotional gigolo, and essentially what that means is he doesn't necessarily have sex with his clients, although he probably has. It's more that he is leading them along with psychobabble, and. He just, and we kind of saw this on his one-on-one that he had early on in the season. He doesn't have any real solutions. He doesn't have any real advice. He basically catfishes people into thinking that he's a real relationship coach. And he just drones on about total horseshit. And his clients hear what they want to hear because it's so vague. I mean, that's similar to uh, Mercury's in retrograde, um, yes. right? Yes, like, that you know. means whatever you want it to mean. 
don't don't at me about the horoscopes. I mean, no. like it, it's very similar to going to a fortune teller and like they tell you vague stuff and then you interpret it as you men want. men think like this and women think like this. And then you interpret that however weird way you want because you're pretty dumb. And then you end up paying $100 an hour. And maybe this guy will have sex with you one day. The best thing about the first part of the seminar segment is that he's like, in women's brains, everything's just going crazy, crazy all at once. After he explains the boxes. And then literally a few seconds later, he's like, I'm sorry. uh, My brain's just going really crazy right now. And I have to take a break. I'm like, I thought you had the boxes. I thought the women's brain was the one that had to go crazy all at once. No, exactly. The only problem with that theory, number two, is that it makes it, you know, it's contingent upon his clients being dumb, which they probably are. But I mean, there are dumb people out there. Yeah, but to be clear, Ash is the dumb one here. So he does not pull this off. He doesn't pull this off. And so I think what really is going on is a little bit of theory too, but I think the reality is that he said he was going to do this seminar to impress Avery. He thought he could bullshit his way through it, Jesse Meester style. <laughs> and little he does he know pr- he does not have yeah. the talent of Jesse Meester. <laughs> I think he literally in Kane's Googled uh, relationships on YouTube. And because he kind of, so Ash definitely has a worldview and we know that about relationships and we know that from his old Instagram posts and the fact that he's written an entire stupid ebook about this. And so he essentially tried to find anything online that was like very narrowly shaped to what he already thought, right? Confirmation bias and then just wrote down some scratch notes on his iPhone, which he goes and references halfway through when he's failing miserably. I think that he really does think this way. But what? He doesn't actually give any advice. He no, no, talk- no, because he's too dumb. He, he, kind he of, talks he about kind masculine knows- and feminine, but he yeah. doesn't actually say, like, this is how you become more feminine, or these are no. things to, yeah. you can do to be more feminine. Like, Well, that's because he's completely unprepared. Look, the reason why he's so upset when people start to question him is because he honestly thinks that women are dumb. Yeah, and that's why when he's approached with these really intelligent women, Alex in particular, and Bronte as well, that's like, Alex is, first off, there's no way that any of these women are having issues getting dates. Like, they're all so hot. And like... Yeah, and so I mean, smart and like so I know. funny. The and only reason why I could totally believe that they're at least some of them are actresses is because the main antagonist here is gorgeous and intelligent and, and tall and like just yeah. like <laughs> come on, man. I, I mean, Ash would probably say she's too intimidating to the, the male uh, spiritual energy. I mean, she out of nowhere, she's like, we are all masculine and feminine. And he's like, no. (laughs) No. He basically goes on stage and completely invalidates 
all trans people. You know what I mean? Oh, because he says you can't be both masculine and you feminine? You can't. He, he completely denies any concept of nuance or that yeah. sexuality or masculinity and femininity is a spectrum in every person. You know what? Like, I know that we gave Tim a really hard time during the season, but I watched Pillow Talk. Um, just I, I caught bits and pieces. And Tim really does like lean. He's very self-aware and he really does like lean into like who he is. And he says like flat out he and Veronica are, you know, on there together. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I'm more feminine, more feminine than masculine. And I was like, good for like it. Take, it takes kind of a. I, I was proud of him for saying that, you know, I'm like, you're self-aware and he wasn't embarrassed by it at all. And Veronica's like, yeah, I'm more masculine than you are. And he's like, yeah, you are. And they just like talked about it. And, and then they started making and, out. Yeah, I wish. No. <laughs> I wish. Anyway, but yeah, it, I, it was, I, I started to, nice I mean, to there's reasons why Tim is a piece of shit, but he, he, he is quick on his feet and my opinion of him changed a little bit at the tell all as we talked about. Yeah. yeah. People can have good and bad. And anyway, I just like that aspect of him. But so, uh, so I've yeah. talked a lot about my theories about how this came to be. What are your thoughts? I mean, I know that your thoughts are going to be really scattered and weird and all <laughs> emotional and shit, but what do you think? I really think that that, that this idea that we saw in the comedic sketch was either perhaps that comedic sketch was based on an actual seminar that was given by like a sort of one of these like red pill type people in a probably worse seminar than Ash gave and that he stole the idea from them and, and made fun kind of, of it. And, and yeah, I think the comedian stole it from the original person made fun of it. And then Ash either found I think he found probably the the original one and toned it down a bit and then provided that as like actual content. I also think that he thought, I think that Ash thinks very highly of himself and I don't think he tried to prepare at all. I mean, the yeah. fact that he literally has no idea how to turn it around and Avery has to follow him out of the room and say, yes. look, this is how you fix this. He needs a woman who has everything going crazy in her mind to fill up his empty box and tell him what to say. And, and I think that he can get away. Oh, he gets worse. I think that he can get away with this on his one-on-ones. Absolutely he can. He just I, I don't not think his nervous. clients are like these women. These no, women I agree. are not his target audience. I I completely agree. And so if you are thinking in your head this all was completely staged and fake, I, I sympathize I with that view because, yeah. for one thing, these women are not his target audience. It's crazy that all of them would show up together. And maybe they fed off each other's energy. They definitely they, did. Oh, when he leaves like, a room and they're cracking up together? Yeah. That would have been me. I would have been, I bet these girls are all best friends now. I know, right? <laughs> and then the other thing that makes it so out there is the fact that he based this on a comedian sketch. And so my, my thought when I learned that it was based on this and that he just basically ripped it off was my first thought was, are we being frauded here? Because is he really that stupid that I he think would he think is. Yeah. 
I kind of think he is, especially after diving deep on his Instagram. I think he's this dumb and that he might not have even realized that it was comedy. <laughs> I think you Ash know? is, we see this a lot. You know, he's a hot dumb dumb. I mean, you know, I, I just, I don't, or, I think the simplest answer realized, is the correct one. Or he might have realized that it was comedy but he agreed with it, and so he thought it might be an icebreaker to I try to by, make jokes. I think the comedy was based on some sort of original seminar, and I think yeah. that's where he got the idea. And right. maybe he did watch the comedic sketch, and that's where he got the fishing joke. But the way he talks about, like, your grandfather went out to work, and, you know, that's why the woman would attract the masculine man. Like this back is not, when the world was good, this isn't like a new idea. I mean, uh, this no. is something that has been done over and over and over and over. <laughs> and again. I'll, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad that Polish father-in-law was not watching this <laughs> because <laughs> I think he kind of would agree with all of it. <laughs> oh, we will not watch this one with PFIL. So, I mean, was he trying to go for like yin and yang? Like, I just, I don't, I, I, don't I think so. I think at the root of it, he thinks like, it was, it was a really weird way to say opposites attract. Because it's so great. Later, when they're on the pier discussing it, when Avery's like, "How did you think that went?" and he's like, "I shouldn't have said masculine and feminine. I should have said dominant and submissive." Yeah, because that like, makes ev- that makes every woman more comfortable. <laughs> That's worse. You, you, At least masculine and feminine is somewhat like neutral, right? I mean, masculine could be positive or negative. Feminine could be positive or negative, depending on the context. Dominant and submissive, that's like this. some fucking, you know, seven shades, nine shades of gray. What's it yeah, called? 20, 20 shades of gray. Shades of gray. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny, you know, I feel like if he had any resemblance of presentation skills he might have actually gotten away with it do you know what i mean yeah if he went up there and had kyle hashtag white male confidence and just started (laughs) busting out and he said it like he meant it and he backed it up with even if it was if it was fake even if he made up studies or statistics yep or had anything to back up what he was saying Uh, a harvard study even if it was like 1940 a harvard study said this and this and this if he would have gone down that track maybe he could have pulled it off because i think when people get up there and they exude confidence and they start citing things even if they're horseshit people will at least listen right it's harder to it's harder to form a rebuttal um when you like don't you know have the facts at your fingertips to yeah you know what i mean like we see this all the time but um yeah i agree he's so unconfident and so Uh, he had some slides bro does he know how to use google slides like i mean slides slides. he's the his entire premise is based on women are emotional and their blood sugar is more impactful but he didn't bring snacks I mean, he needs he he wants to balance their feminine energies with blood sugar adjustments. He didn't even bring Snickers. I know he's he's really he's useless. I just want to close on Avery and Ash. 
with a simple instruction on how to pronounce the city in which Ash lives, Melbourne. <laughs> cool. I'm done. <laughs> great, great stuff. For a relationship coach, he really can't handle conflict. He's awful. He's awful. Um, Do you remember when we didn't really feel one way or another about him, even like yeah. two weeks ago? <laughs> I was just like, he's hot. There's nothing really else to talk about. I don't know. I mean, he says a bunch of dumb shit, but who cares? He doesn't seem like a total asshole. <laughs> How wrong we were. Hashtag uh, pot of shame. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that. Let's talk about baby girl Lisa Newsman. Okay. <laughs> I wore the clothing. I bought a goat. I prayed one time. I don't know what more to do. <laughs> that voice is hard on your throat, huh? <clears throat> I'm just so disappointed with mommy. Like, why, why did she? Why did she have to cave, man? Uh, I'm so bummed. I'm it so really bummed. It really makes me sad. Do you think she was trolling him the whole time? Because, like, I thought it was pretty funny how she literally, like, she was like. I've accepted it now. She doesn't really give her blessing. No, I she agree. Just says, she like, never says yes. She never like, says, I endorse this marriage. She just kind of sighs. It's like you get a bad medical diagnosis and you're like, I'm not okay with it, but I just accept it. Uh, I mean, and then she just kind of laughs like she's been trolling them the whole time, which I thought was hilarious. But then in her ITM, she says this bullshit like, I think they'll have peace and love or something. I was like, what? Why? Why do you think that? Nobody thinks that, Mommy. Ugh, Mommy. Why does she keep... Usman doesn't call her Mommy. Why does baby girl Lisa call her Mommy? This is so weird. Maybe showing up in a murdered Land Rover sends the wrong message, too, <laughs> when you're showing up at Mommy's house. Seriously. I get that last time they had, a, they had to take a go Uber, but I don't know. If you're no trying to project... Yeah, if you're trying to project that you're not going to be like domineering and you're going to you're going to have an egalitarian relationship i don't know a murdered black land rover showing up to the fucking middle of <laughs> your compound with your goats and god i don't know it's I weird can, to me i can kind of understand where uzman's mom is coming from where she's like i don't want him to go to the states to be a servant because that's literally the way that lisa treats him is like a servant oh yeah demands and controls and like yells at all the time well she casts this wide net of of you know let's call it what it is it's prejudice but what has she seen from lisa except scowls and half-assed you know attempts to win your favor and uh, I mean, she hasn't actually witnessed how bad Lisa actually is, but, you know, you yeah. can infer, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Bar Barney's still chilling with the other goats in the yard. Looks like mommy has a lot of goats. I just want to say Barney's just added to the collection. I think that Barney is the best looking one, though. You have I to do admit. Too. I had if baby girl Lisa did one good thing this entire season, she picked a good goat. Now, yeah. one other thing. Well, sorry, going back to things that Lisa did to make me angry when they're at this incredible looking fruit market and it's, I think their last day in Sokoto still, they just got mommy's blessing and they, and Usman buys her some incredible looking piece of fruit and she just tastes it. And of course she hates it. She complains immediately about 
Ugh, I don't like it. I'm like, of course you don't like it. Go eat your pancakes. When I was in Costa Rica a year, about a year, God, a year ago now, uh, I went on this tour of downtown um, and, you know, it was like a foodie tour. And so we tried some weird stuff that I've never eaten and most of it was delicious, but there were definitely a few pieces of fruit that I didn't care for. But do you know what I didn't do? In the middle of my tour group with strangers and a tour guide that's local, I didn't go, ew, and make a shit smell face in front of a bunch of strangers. I said, yeah. you know, uh, I either didn't say anything yeah, and just Always an didn't, option. Eat, didn't eat the rest, or I just said, you know, it's not my thing, but it's interesting. <laughs> that's, that's code for that's fucking disgusting, but there's a way to deal with that. Exactly. And there are tropical fruit. Like, I get, like... People, there's like, I would say a large percentage of people that think papaya tastes like feet. I've heard people say that before. Huh. I'm not one of them. I love papaya. Like it's one of my favorite fruits, but I know that there are people that sense that taste that way, but like, you know, yeah. In front of a local, like a person that is thinking that they're going to bring you joy by tasting this exotic thing that's local to their country. Don't do what Lisa does. Just anyway. On camera. It's oh, one yeah. thing to do it in private with Usman, even though that would still be kind of disrespectful and strange. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, we, we skipped the ring buying scene, which if you are curious how much 70000 in Nigeria is, it's about $195. Did that Google math for you. Yeah. And I, I just, I thought it was hilarious that 99% of the rings were super duper bling bling. I thought he did a great job picking the ring. I did too. Based on the available choices. And he knows what she likes. And I thought it was interesting that they were like, you know, in Nigeria, we like our jewelry to be super flashy is like kind of par for the course. And so it was like a struggle to find one that was simple because that's what Lisa said she wanted. It was also just like extremely thoughtful of Usman that, um, you know, he's like, in Nigeria, rings aren't a thing, but in Lisa's culture, it is a thing. So I know that this is like, she's going to appreciate right. me buying her one. Just like buying a goat for your mother-in-law is not a thing in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so it, it, showed, it showed some awareness. Yeah. I don't think it undoes the next scene, though. <laughs> this is complicated. Um. This is a this is why 90 Day is a great show. Because on the one hand, you have an absolutely insufferable, horrible human being, entitled piece of shit, like scum American just asshole. And then on the other hand, you have someone who presents an opinion that is abhorrent to most of the viewership about gender roles and the roles of men and women in relationships. And you're watching this and you're like, holy shit, that is kind of dark and I'm not okay with, with the things that he's saying, but you hate the other person so much that you're not sure what to feel. (laughs) This felt like it came out of nowhere. It felt like Did a it volcano. Not? It felt like this has been building up for a long time. I and was it, like, dude, you yeah. were just eating a mango, and now you're going on about two kings in the castle and a war? Yeah, it like, just seems like sh- something that should have been addressed before you bothered to get mommy's blessing. 
I feel I I've got to be honest. I would have got up and left too. I I would not oh, yeah. have been okay with this. This was are you kidding? You would have given it. You would have figured out a way to give four middle fingers to that motherfucker when you left. <laughs> yeah, I would have done worse probably. But I I mean. Lisa didn't shout back really. She just screamed like, "Ah, you can't treat me I'm like not an animal." I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> like I'm not going to be obedient and loyal um if you're yelling at me and you say you're always got to be in control. This was really bizarre uh that this just came out of nowhere. So The only thing that I would have done differently, honestly, if I was Lisa would would just kind of try to clarify and make super sure I was understanding exactly what was happening here. Because if she if she just said I'm not a fucking dog. That's very disrespectful. But let me just, we just got your mom's blessing and I want to make really clear what you're saying here. Are you saying A, B, and C? And if he would have been said yes, I would have just been like, okay, I guess this is done now. And she almost did that. She, she, she came pretty close to doing that. It's just, she ran away and give him the bird went back to the hotel i don't think most people americans would have done much different no i don't think so no i mean that i i would have left immediately and been like i have to go think about this i mean the well, thing there would have been the, no thinking for me but for her I the feel conflict like she's still here evaluate. the conflict here and what makes this kind of a compelling scene is that she has treated him like such shit this entire time and treated him like a dog. And I was about to say, she's the one that actually has treated him yeah. on that level. Yeah. And so Usman turning it around, why do you think he feels entitled to bring this up now? Is it because he feels like now that he has mommy's blessing, he has leverage over her? Yeah, that's got to be it, right? Because there's no... And because maybe they're so close to the end of her trip that he feels like she doesn't have a lot of time to consider backing out now that they're planning on getting married in like three days. So he's like, I've got her now. I've got her cornered. She's going right. to have to agree with this. Now it's time. Now now I have leverage to... <laughs> if this was a normal conversation, it would be, well, now we can kind of maybe meet in the middle. <laughs> but that's not what this is. This is... Man, control the house. You aren't going to be the leader. You can't tell your husband to get in the house. And he he basically says, you're going to do what I fucking say. That's pretty much the short of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. God damn it. I know. It sucks. Um, just I... watch this seminar on the internet with this Australian <laughs> guy. <laughs> he says my <laughs> grandfather went to work and so should I. I mean, if we're if we think Ash is the real deal, there's way too much masculine energy here. They're just gonna butt heads, Kim. <laughs> they are. They they need feminine to balance them out. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Darcy and Tom? I guess this I, this was kind of funny. It was. It was. It was mostly funny because we had a nipple sighting. Uh, yeah, a blurred nipple sighting. Uh, about. What did I say in my Facebook post? It's about two hours and 40 minutes in. It is. It's it's pretty close (laughs) to the end. They blur both nipples. But, you know, we still can't confirm because it's like where a nipple would be. But we don't see the nipples. So we still don't know if there's one there. Yeah. And in the next shot, 
her boobs look in the exact same position, but no blurring. So what are we to believe? What are we to believe? (laughs) In that first scene where she's just in her room kind of unpacking, there's House of Eleven shit everywhere everywhere they're Even like on the really getting windowsills it's just like either that's house of 11 merch or she just has a painting of a perfume bottle so i'm gonna assume house of 11 we never know though um tom is doing the same thing that david is it's a woman that has blocked him from every form of communication has not like has you know won't agree to see him in one way or another. And so I'm just going to force myself upon her by showing up at her house. But she, see Kim, she owes him things. Why do these men think that, no, let me make something very clear. It doesn't matter if you've spent a hundred thousand dollars chatting with a woman on the fucking internet or buying them jewelry or bringing them to your country and showing them around. Hashtag choices. You don't own the woman. And you don't get to decide Wait. what she does and doesn't do. My Instagram comments this week are just no. unbelievable. I almost had no. to delete some things. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, nothing Tom says make any, makes any sense. It's like he goes to apologize, but then he wants it on his terms. I, I'm like, what? He wants it on his he, he On the drive there... <laughs> He's like, I don't think it's going to go well. And the producer says, so why are you doing it? Which is kind of a funny meta joke because, of course, he's doing it because of yeah. the producers. But come on. <laughs> um, it's like walking into the lion's den and hopefully the lion's been fed. He's totally women watching. Women need snacks. Dude, women need he's snacks. he's watching the <laughs> seminars. All these guys are. Kyle, I just want to confirm, like, when you get hungry, you get an attitude as well, right? Yeah. Like, this is, way, like, human. Way worse than my wife. <laughs> I, I'm way more hangry than she is. I get hangry, but so does my husband. I just, No, sorry. I'm so I'm the king of hangry. My <laughs> wife will confirm. I can bring her in here to talk about it right now, actually. If I, I'm the worst when I eat a breakfast that is not enormous and then we'll go on a hike or something i become a fucking monster like if if i if if i eat carbs for breakfast and then we go do any physical activity in the morning i am the biggest piece of shit (laughs) i don't know why i find that so funny (laughs) we need to let ash know i started talking Um, about energies you know mercury's in retrograde um so the he shows up with this letter And when Darcy says she doesn't want the letter, he's like, well, I hate you anyway. (laughs) Basically. And and then, well, I have this other woman who loves me, so I'm fine. I'm like, whatever. I'm getting puss over here. (laughs) Like, what did you come here? What, What was the result that he wanted? He wanted Darcy to be like, it's okay that you told me to lose weight. I'll take your letter. I forgive you. He wanted to tell her that she's nice. Mm, and a great mum. Yeah, good mum. And that you're nice. Gross. I wanted to tell you how I felt, but I could never find the words. So here's a letter. I hate him so much. <laughs> um, Props to Darcy for not accepting it. That was awesome. 
Oh my God. The funniest thing was that like Stacy opens the door and then Stacy doesn't like give them privacy. She just like lurks behind she lurks. the corner yeah. and eavesdrops <laughs> on the entire conversation. I she love answers, it so much. I, she answers the door and she's just like, Ugh. <laughs> what? Uh, any, any last thoughts? Somehow Darcy and Tom are still on TV. <laughs> she's got to um, send that key back. She's yeah. got to send it back. <laughs> Overall, amazing episode i've never been more delighted with a single scene i think in all of 90 day as this seminar i Beat still can't the shower get over episode it. i think I, I couldn't even sleep last night kim like i was i was i hit the ground running. i think i made eight memes this morning i, I just <laughs> you know when i'm in, when i feel that when i feel inspiration i just hit it it really My is masculine a- energy was overflowing it's because you had those empty boxes to fill up and they were filled with memes you know I think of one thing at a time and it's memes. Yeah, I just I my mind is all crazy thinking about too many things at once and that's why I can't make memes. And on that note, thank you for listening. If you would like bonus podcasts that we do every Thursday, we call them B-sides where we talk more evidence and we talk uh season 5 90 Day Fiance and we talk quarantine and we talk everything we missed on this episode. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash reality cray cray for $5 a month. You get extended episodes, ad free episodes and bonus episodes. If, if uh, an hour, a little over an hour wasn't enough, what do we put out? Four pa- hours <laughs> of Patreon only content. If we did you, last week. Yeah. A lot. If you want to get sick of us quick, sign up for Patreon. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, otherwise, excited to see what happens last er, last week, next week. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.